Welcome back to the Keen Light Podcast, the premier ski podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in the title. Hey, this is Jay coming live from Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois, with the one and only Callum J. O'Donnell. I'm back, bitches. He's back. Uh, time, after, about time as well. About Jesus. fucking time for all it's of about us. About fucking time. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's a return, not just for you, but for I, because we haven't recorded. For a, I. <laughs> we haven't recorded a, for me. If you would, if that suits you better over in Britain. Um, but this is America. Thanks a lot. We're drinking donkey. Um, my donkey is so hard right now. The donk, the donkey in the lake. But yeah, the donkey in the lake is definitely here with us. But we haven't recorded a podcast in some weeks. The last podcast recorded was episode one fifty of the Keen Lake podcast. Yes, sir. With uh, I'm not sure who was on that podcast, but there was somebody on. Chris here. was on, I think. Oh, that's good. Blender. Yeah. Oh, great. But we're going to move past that right now and move on to 151, where you and I are coming back after a night of ruin, a night of adventure, a night of strain across all of Chicago land on the west side and the east side and the north side of Chicago, visiting accounts one by one saying, hi, I'm a brand ambassador for this whiskey distillery. Do you care if you have whiskey in my bar? No, I don't really care if that we don't have whiskey in your bar. Would you like a sample of our whiskey? Sure. I'm probably going to drink it, but I'm not going to buy your whiskey. But the, thanks a lot for coming by. There's... I'm sure that everybody listening has seen that scene of The Matrix when mm. Na- Neo and Trinity mm. walk into the security foyer. Foyer. Yeah, the foyer. I mean, the lounge. The, the foyer. The, fo- le foyer. the foyer. The bottom The bottom floor of that building. I'll show you my bottom floor. And he, <laughs> he walks through the security gate and it goes beep and he's carrying all these guns and stuff and he opens the jacket. That was you tonight but with samples. That was you tonight with samples. Instead samples of, of whiskey. Yeah, samples of whiskey. Instead of... Um, I was trucking, trying to in, check our audio levels. Instead of, of shooting people with uh, Uzis and shotguns and guns and handguns and everything, you were just firing out samples. Yeah, you know right, what? Pulling them out of your front pocket, back pocket, side pocket, inside pocket. Most in a backpack, though. Yeah, mostly backpack. Yeah, so what we want to do tonight is talk about uh, brand ambassador life because mm-hmm. so many people message me, how do I become a brand ambassador? How do I have the job that you have? Well, I say it takes a lot of heart, a lot of liquid courage, a lot of restraint on your insides. And a lot of pouring whiskey into sample bottles and a lot of um, uh, boxes that need to be packaged up and sent to people for whiskey tastings. Wow, that's so well described. I know, thank you. You can leave. I'm Matt. so articulate. Can we, can we, can we, I've forgotten how to speak English. Can we bring Matt Brown back? <laughs> the, oh, come on now. Maybe Chris Lanner. <laughs> no, I think it's one of those things that was funny because like we were just laughing about this. We were like, yeah, like this is part of our job. This is the best part of our job. Yeah, yeah. This is by far and away the best part of the job. It's weird. It's not, it's, it's, it's strenuous in the sense that like nothing is probably, so we went to four accounts tonight. Yeah. Um, The first two, we were not in first. Yeah. Neither of us were. Yeah. First, no, first, uh, first one we were not in. Yeah. Second one I was in, you were not in. Yeah. Uh, the third one, which is probably the most prominent place we went. Yeah. Neither of us are in. Um, which we should be in because we've both done, or right. I've, I've done frequent tasting there before. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, and I would say, and then the last stop we had was at our dear friends. Thai Flats. 
Yeah. Tarty flats. Tarty flats. Tarty flats. So if English. anyone can figure that out, then you deserve. <laughs> you deserve. You, you deserve all the kudos you can uh, get. We but also, we were at Tarty Flats. We were at Tarty Flats on the north side of Chicago, um, which is the real side, not the opposite side. But we go to these places, and you know it's four thirty, five o'clock at our first stop, and have a couple of drinks. I think the way we like to approach accounts that we're not in is a, is just to have a regular conversation at the bar. And after a regular conversation about our day-to-day basis, what's happening over the week, and us catching up since you've been over in Scotland or Ireland or England or maybe Madrid. Madrid. I was in Spain Madrid. as well. Madrid. 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 Um, people pick up on like when we're asked for the check, like, hey, guys, are you industry? Like, oh, yeah. you didn't hear our last conversation. So you did hear our last conversation yeah. for the past hour about um, talking about single barrel sales or doing events and traveling, mm-hmm. this and that. And then, sadly enough, the last two, three minutes we're in the bar is the most... Uh, the most of, crucial. Yeah, it's the most crucial, most amount of work we get done. But there's also that part of when, if you're a GM, or if you're a bartender, or mm-hmm. if you're someone that... We were the first people that walked in the bar today into yeah. the first account. Yeah. And... The the woman behind the bar who's the GM and who's been working extremely hard, incredible woman, been working extremely hard, and she, I think that if we'd walked in and immediately tried to sell her, she would have, she would have just that would have been it. The walls would have been up because she and we found this out later, but she'd had a really tough day as well, very tough day, and and she even said that she was like, I'm all over the place today. Yeah, and if I think that the reason for that is two guys in the bar with her. Why don't he been working for five minutes? Yeah, literally. And the other one, three days. Yeah, so she'd had a really tough day. And that was that was just the bar. She'd also lost her car and everything. Like, oh, you yeah. know, the whole car yeah, thing. Right. Um, so if we had gone in there and immediately tried to sell her, then obviously that would have fallen flat on its face. Um, and I think the, the reason that she gave us so much time of day at the end, because we spoke for about five, ten minutes at the end, mm-hmm. where she was just chilling, we were just shooting the breeze, and it gives us the opportunity to sell whiskey in there. No pressure. Yeah, exactly. And that was something that I think wouldn't have happened otherwise. Right. You know? Now in the second account where you were in, I wasn't. Yeah. Totally it, different environment. We didn't really get any chat with anyone. No. And but even we, when I asked for a very obscure whiskey in a bar that doesn't have a lot of whiskey, there's no comment of like Oh, you looking for that? <laughs> and then he killed one bottle at while doing two pours, not like and we only and we only asked for a one ounce pour. Yeah, and you're like, oh, like no conversation about you killing that bottle. A classic. Yeah, yeah. So your typical neighborhood bar that a previous guest on this podcast, maybe a hundred and thirty three episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say hundred and thirty one or something. Thirty three. Thirty three. Around there, yeah. Um so yeah, do the math. Uh is the owner of the bar, not the bartender of the bar. But yeah, you, you kind of you, you wish for, and I even try to bring up conversation. I go, even, oh, I'm surprised you either a bottle downstairs to have a, a backup bottle. He's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it might rhyme with the creative. Yeah. Uh, but what, one of the things that I think that everyone listening will understand or that will will want to understand oh, is still so good. Yeah, Jim Beam, baby, the donkey, the donkey, the donkey in the lake, the donkey in the lake. <laughs> one of the things, one of the things, one of the thing, one of the things that I think one everyone wants. One of the things that one of the things that I think everyone we wants have been to understand. At five bars tonight. Is is when brand ambassadors when you're doing that, like, what is it that you actually do? Like, what is the process? What are you achieving? And so there's a couple of things. First of all, and I noticed that we, the first bar we went into tonight, I was actually laughing to myself because we've both done this. Brand ambassadors go into the bar. We both sit at the bar, and 
you know, we're sat there for a good two minutes and the bartender comes over and they're like, so do you guys want, or do you guys want something to drink? And that's when we start to look at the menu because the whole time that you've walked in, you sit down at the bar, we're not even speaking to each other. Mm. We just spend the whole time looking, right? Analyzing okay, the bar. Like what is going on here? Like what is on the yep. back bar? What's at the front? What's what's the first thing that catches my eye? What is, is it scotch heavy? Is it bourbon heavy? Have they got, you know, have they got a lot of good rise on the back bar? Was it your first time there? Uh, yes, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and the first thing that I noticed about it was that it was like one of those typical old school neighbor sh- neighborhood Chicago vibes, mm-hmm. like a corner bar. Like I loved it. I thought the first the first account was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first thing that I noticed about it was that there was no real kind of Scotch presence. There wasn't any real Scotch that small. jumped at you. Glenn Fiddick was the one that I looked at and I thought, oh, they've got two or three skews of that, mm-hmm. and it's quite prominent. Yeah. But the rest of them were not really. Like there. It was like agave spirits straight into bourbons and American so whiskeys. The, yeah, the far le- the far left was just um, literally mezcal and tequilas. Mm. Like the whole front, the, the whole left hand side of the bar was all mezcal. And, and categorized tequilas. very well. Yeah, and phenomenal, and absolutely phenomenal. And that and it's funny because I actually got an agave spirit. You did, and that was the reason for it because I it, it caught my eye, you know. Because you first asked for a single malt, which they didn't have. Very little. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, do you know what? I'm going to get a little. And I was like, have a Star Wars. I'm going to get a little. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll get a little Madel McGay. Um, but no, I think that's probably the first thing that we do. And then the second thing is like, you know, have you have that sort of short conversation with the bartender. And immediately that's where the sort of people skills thing comes in, where you immediately read like, okay, What's going on with this person today? And I think both of us knew immediately. We were like, "This conversation is not." And she was also right. the only one there at the time. Yeah, and there was, she was busy. So right. To go, you know, she's setting up the bar and everything, yeah. prepping. Because she even goes later on, about a half an hour in, she goes, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry, I'm a little backed up today." And then the conversation led into what happened to her uh, in the car and yeah, everything. prior exploits. And I think that that's just one of those things that you you obviously get better at as you go through. But um, right. Well, so here's the thing. Um, it points out your example of not being so straightforward. It's about waiting for that moment, that waiting for that opening where you can actually engage in that conversation between customer at the bar, hanging out, having a nice conversation, being loyal. And then in the background, you and I are talking about whiskey the entire time. We're talking about the whiskey industry the entire time. She's catching on to that, obviously. But the whole time I'm seeing a bottle of whiskey on the back bar in a very in particular place that I used to work for. Yeah, and so my thing is, how I can gonna... I can no 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 not even like how can I was like I can that's that that's my my uh, my uh, um, my jack in the deck like, yeah, yeah where it's like I can always pull that out and say if hey, I'm struggling yeah no <laughs> it, it, and, and we weren't struggling at all no no of course but I always I was always thinking like whatever time it is if even if we don't get to have a conversation with her one on one until we pay the bill which actually happened I was like I can pull that out of the out of my back pocket. And it was funny because this, and this is what I do. Anyone that works in the liquor industry, even if, I mean reps, it's a little bit different. If you work for a distributor, you know you've got, you don't really have time to do this. No, but like, you feel a little as more a brand ambassador, you know we've done a couple of tastings already today. You've done your admin in the morning. You got that little bit of leisure time at night, and you and that's that's part of the best part of the job. Like we said before, mm. you do get to enjoy these bars. But I always go into these bars, and I never tell anyone. My first time there, I first never tell ever, anyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to tell anyone it's that I work in the bar. I just want to just like go in and be treated like a normal patron, if you like, you know. Um, if it comes to the very end, here's my card. I'll drop back by a week from tonight. Or yeah. in Jake's case, here's a sample. Here's another sample. <laughs> oh, and here's a third sample that he's just Whoa. pulled out of his hat from some Whoa. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. Listen, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Mm-hmm. No, and then like that leads us into, you know, we were at the bar for a little over an hour, had a couple mm-hmm. of drinks. And, and we were also catching up. We were catching we were, up. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, we should get back to that. It's your first time back on the podcast in quite yeah. some time. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, it's this is what I was just... Did Joe Biden ask you to personally leave the country? No, but he personally asked me to return. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Well played. Um, what happened was... Um, was so it, for anyone was that doesn't know... His, his son's art show? Yes, yes, it was. Apparently, I'm going to get a live George tattoo. George W. Bush and, his, and Hunter Biden are now doing art together. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe I'll be the third wheel there. Yeah. The, te- the terrible triad. We're doing a special showing down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I No, I mean, look, I, for anyone that doesn't know... I was in Scotland for the last, uh, well, I was in Denver this weekend, but before that I was in Scotland Throw for five weeks, back. which is Throw the longest time Throw I've been home back. since 2016. Mm. So got to see my family, you know, people that I haven't Those seen the in years, years and the years. Those were the years, the Trump years, 2016. The, the, the glory years. <laughs> um, it, for anyone that's super political, that was obviously a joke. Give me a break. Whoa. Um, and so that's the first time in you know five years that I've really been able to see a lot of the different members of my family cousins in London you know my sister graduated all that sort of stuff it was amazing being home but as we were coming over here from our last account tonight Mm -hmm. I was saying to Jake you're chanting DWT DWD <laughs> down with Trump down with Trump um, down with Trump as we were coming back in the lift uh, I was saying to him that you know even though even though I love Scotland it's my favourite place on the planet like obviously all my family's there and everything definitely built myself a wee life mm. in Chicago and I was missing it and one of the things obviously about that is the podcast missing you guys chatting to you guys mm. um, but tonight was the perfect excuse I mean, we Jake and I actually planned this yesterday. Jake was like, oh, you know, I'm going to hit up Logan Square, hit up a couple of bars then. I was like, perfect. And then this morning, I got the key text from you just before nine, I think, because I was just like getting up and about. I was like sitting on the emails and stuff. Ping. My iPhone goes. And Jake's like, do you know what? Tonight, we're going to record a podcast. Ooh. And we're back. Did and I? we're back in the room. And Wilson, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Wilson, Reza, Ramon, Torres, hello. Oh, he's married now. He's a married now. So he's a married guy now. We, we might never see him ever again. Yeah, um, he's fallen in that deep dark hole. Deep dark. Hello, dark. Uh, and tell my and old friend. for anyone that doesn't know about that, tell them a little bit about that because that was this weekend. It was chaos. I'm not sure if I'm the one to speak upon the marriage. Of course, of course. But I mean, listen, at least speak upon the wedding a little bit. Um, Apart from it being a beautiful day, obviously, it was a gorgeous day. Uh, about seventy-five, <laughs> sunny, Oof. maybe eighty. Oof. Who knows? The sun came out to welcome them. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to spark speak too much for Wilson, uh, or spark too much for Wilson, because Wilson, you know, when he sparks, he sparkles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wilson uh, got married to uh, Sheila, whose Instagram handle is all, all about the Tumblr, which I'm sure a few of our listeners know out there in the Chicagoland area, maybe even across the entire country. So, is this our first King Lake marriage? Um, like of, no, of close people. That- Actually, so during my wedding, we recorded a podcast. Oh, the famous, yeah. the famous "Lost in the Ether." Yeah, it was our first podcast we ever lost. Was on my wedding day with all my groomsmen, including cousin Pete. So it's it's down to me. Yeah, uh, it's um, Doctor Justin Stagerda who appeared on, I believe, episode sixty-seven ish of the Keen Light podcast during the pandemic. Yeah, finish that guy off. Um. 
That's, he was also there. Tough. And then uh, my Wilson was there, obviously, because he was part of my wedding. And then uh, my great friend, Ryan Humphrey, who has never appeared in the Key and Lay podcast, was also there. If I had another groomsman, I'm sorry that I forgot about you, but I don't remember you right now. But those four, Alan Clark, those yeah, Alan Clark was there. Yeah, I think I think so. But yeah, we lost the podcast uh, due yeah. to some recording difficulties. Yet we still stay strong and carry on. But it was an, it was it was really cool that I posted a photo of Wilson and I, and I was thinking like, wow, we started this podcast over two and a half years ago, and in that time we've both stood in each other's weddings. That's super cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And then I'm, I'm a lot taller than him. I realized. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But he, listen, like it was. It I've was, not seen Wilson in weeks and weeks, but the guy, like, I hope to see him soon because yeah. the guy looks unbelievable. He looks yeah. super happy. He's lost like 30, 40 he's, pounds. He's lost so much weight. He looks absolutely incredible. He looks ten years younger. Yeah. So and you know all the best. It's one. It's one of those. It's one of those friendships. Um, you know, you have a hand. You have a lot of guy friends. You have some girlfriend. I think you kind of always those girls that you date in the past. You remember that first time you met them. But there's also a lot of there's a handful of, of relationships you have that with just with, friends with yeah. gents that are like, hey, I remember that first time I met you, and one of those first times I met you, Wilson was not you. Um, no, you, no one remembers the first time they met. Yeah, you. right. Uh, was I actually walked to my desk at Koval, and there was a pastry sitting on my desk. You know. This is I was super strict, like not eating anything like that. And everyone in the office kind of knew I didn't eat pastries or bad food. Just drink a lot of whiskey. And, <laughs> that was my only and advice. Co- and made cocktails on Fridays. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and I'm like, uh, who put the like cherry scone on my desk? And uh, this guy pops up. He's like, hey, man. And I'm like, oh, hey, are you Wilson, the new guy? And he's like, hey, had a handshake across the desk. And months later, he, he, um, he laughed out to me saying, you were the only person that approached me and gave me a handshake in the office. Yeah. Without me, me without, without me going to them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, obviously, dude, you're, you seem like a really cool guy. And like, you got me a snack. Um, amazing. Which I didn't eat. Yeah, which I didn't <laughs> eat, but I gave it to somebody behind me. <laughs> and they enjoyed it. I'm just grateful like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, it was a flourishing friendship that began, gosh, six Six years ago, seven yeah, years. That's chaos. That's yeah. mad. Yeah, six years ago, I think twenty fifteen, um, and has continued to now. Where I was, he was able to stand up at my wedding, and then I was able to continue the, the you know the favor and stand up in his wedding as the only per, as the only guy on his side for him, which was meant a lot because um, obviously, as a man who's in his late forties, he has plenty of friends and family that could have done course, that. Yeah. But uh, I was the person able to stand up for him and represent his side uh, and record on the iPhone in the courthouse in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> with the, uh, the, I think the greatest, I, uh, the greatest court judge you could ever have to give your ceremony. Yeah, you said she was, she was She was fantastic. And I will let Wilson tell that story at a later date. And yeah, you know, obviously to close that one out because Wilson's going to have lots to say about it the next time he's on. But you know, I'm gay. <laughs> super ups to the man. Uh, I can't wait to see him. We need to uh, we need to have a wee drink to celebrate. I think that little that little achievement of his. Yeah, we had a few uh, this past weekend, but um, we can certainly have a few more. Hopefully, I'm next. So, if anyone out there uh, fancies marrying a Scottish guy, Jamie Duffy's cousin. If Jamie Duffy's cousin is listening to this, wow, then this is now, yes. This is now Although Jamie Duffy just said to me that I should give it a call, so who knows? Tonight, maybe, maybe I'm back with Jamie Duffy. No, I'm not calling her with you. I met Tom's finally, so you cannot uh, take. You cannot uh, have an affair with her. For anyone, for anyone that's for anyone that's (laughs) listening, 
um to this podcast we like we've had jamie on a bunch of times you guys will know jamie obviously very very well i still haven't met her her husband to be they're getting married next may and i still haven't met him so you well, know hopefully this weekend is the time i finally did and it was special it was magnificent the only downfall of tom there's only one is that he's a liverpool fan now that for me is a massive upside yeah but he thought I was so cool that I liked Everton. Because you're a hipster. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I, it's like back in 2005, it's like, what do you... Before what, they were cool. What are you going to like, Lincoln Park or Arcade Fire? <laughs> you're an Arcade Fire guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep it's, the car running. <laughs> it's, it, I keep the car running. And I kept it running for miles and miles, hundreds of thousands of miles on that car. To the point of where my wife became a soccer hipster. Right. And started dating Tom Davies on the uh, side. In in her in her mind. In his too, probably. Um But but the downfall, the darkness rose upon us like a dark storm roaming from the west heading into the east. <laughs> where we found our kazoo sponsored twins, Aston Villa, overtaking our lives to the point where the unofficial Tom Davies president fan club historian, account person, slash kiss-mongering wannabe, Brittany Ainsworth Hookie the Third, Also the producer of the Key and Lake podcast. Yeah. The, per- hopefully... the Premier Whiskey podcast with the mention of whiskey in its title. Donkey Whiskey in the Lake. She basically let go of her allegiance, avoided her mandatory tasks of loving Tom Davies, and supplied a new love into her life. One that also is branded by Kazoo and scored two goals against our well-devouted Everton for a man that stole the tiny shin guards, <laughs> the two small I pair of shorts. So and, for anyone that's made it this far, you're incredible. And a size two small kit, two small kit that he stole from Jack Grealish. That man that now my wife represents as her true lover, her side piece, her side chick, her side bro, Maddie Cash. Rhymes with fatty smash. Yeah. Which... Sad, really, isn't it? Which all makes sense that her favorite recording artist is John Mayer. I thought you were going to say Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Another big whiskey drinker. Another fan of the Keen Lake podcast, Mr. Johnny John Cash, Cash. Johnny Cash was a huge fan of the Keen Lake podcast. Oh, massive o- fan. OG listener. You know what I was going to laugh at? I was I was going to think about, uh, or I did think about, and I was going to say, mm. was amazing that uh, you mostly started in the same position in all those years ago, and then now you you're you're both BAs, both brand ambassadors. Well, who, who? I suppose Wilson. Matty Cash. <laughs> I mean, Matty Cash might be a brand. He might be a brand ambassador he's, for Britney's love. He's a Jack Grealish brand ambassador. <laughs> no one's a Jack Grealish brand ambassador. Jesus, I the guy real. doesn't even wear shin pads. I try real hard. Guy doesn't even wear shin pads. He deserves a kick every time he gets the ball. And the shin. <laughs> but um, that's um, it's, it's so you're switching gears here. I was going to go back to mm. Wilson being a brand ambassador, but mm. so this is what happens when you go visit four or five accounts at night and then record a podcast <laughs> yeah, I mean, at nine thirty at ten o'clock at night. Is it ten o'clock? <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Cheers to that. Mm. Here's to the donkey. Mm. Yeah. So Wilson. No, I was just I was just remarking on how crazy it is that you guys ended up even even though you both left the job mm. at Koval, which I, did you guys leave the job at about the same time? 
Yeah, about a few months apart. Um, once he left, I knew I had to leave. Yeah, once he has gone, you were like, okay, I can't do this Once we were in a team meeting with our entire company across the entire country slash nation slash international company, and my boss said, hey, Jake, you've been here for three and a half years. And that was her positive comment towards me. It was time to leave. <laughs> well, man, so it's crazy that you guys kind of ended up doing the same thing, and you're you know, and you're still great friends. You know, mm-hmm. obviously in Chicago and stuff. Wilson, I suppose, is less of a brand ambassador. He's more of a market manager, isn't he? Really? Yeah. Um, me, eh. Eh. I get paid to party. <laughs> but he, it's just an amazing thing. The Keenan Lake story. The two BAs that have that have both been married. I can't. The, the the biggest the biggest sadness there is that we lost the best man podcast. Mm. That's the real sad point here. And Alan Clark. And Alan Clark. We lost Alan Clark. We got replaced by this fucking idiot Scottish guy, ladies and gentlemen, who's six whiskeys deep, seven whiskeys deep now, mm. and a couple of Steagles. Mm. Shout out Steagle. to Fountainhead. That was a throwback and a half. Shout out to Samu. To Samu, yes. Actually, we were t- we were talking about Fountainhead tonight with Cat. We yeah. We? Twice it came up tonight. Yeah, and then um, in in Tarty Flats, hmm. and um, it was a tough one because obviously that that was that was where the that was where the Key in the Lake outdoor sessions really began last year. Well, I think last it's summer, where, I think it's where his podcast really strived to. Um, Bob was gracious enough to open the doors, you know, the patio. And we've never really found anywhere like that again. No, I mean people have offered us spaces and. We've both been reluctant, and I've been. I don't. There's probably places I've even told you that have offered us spaces to record in, but it. What I wanted, what I love about Fountainhead is that I wish that Bob was on our podcast every week. Yeah, uh, it wasn't about yeah. having the space, about having Bob with us as much as at that time. Yeah, he was a great addition. Yeah, I mean, we both loved having his insight into the beer industry, the whiskey industry. Um, getting people on from both sides of those industries to the podcast to have a conversation, not just about whiskey, but about what, what's it like running a brewery now? What's it like running a brewery? What was it like running a brewery in 2009 to 2020 where now we don't have customers? Yeah. And that was wonderful insight that we couldn't provide. And it was also, they never wanted anything from it. You know, it was no strings attached about being at Fountainhead and, it was a bar that we found beloved, a bar that we found to be one of the best whiskey bars in Chicago, but just one of the great places to be at. Yeah, and honestly, we've had some of our best guests uh, up yeah. there. You know, obviously, we had Broy, who was inc- that was an incredible yeah. episode. I can't even remember what episode that is now. That's probably back in Around the early hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also had um, the Whiskey Nomad duo, oh, Nick and yeah. Sarah. Um, we did our hundredth podcast from there. Who just who just they've just launched their yeah talk about that please yeah, yeah. they've just launched the single barrel. Um, obviously, we'll need to uh, speak a little bit on that because uh, Nick and Sarah, who was in the probably one hundred three, one hundred four around there, yeah. uh, whiskey nomad on Instagram. Um, Nick is uh, he works in the police force and uh, Sarah's a dispatcher in San Diego. Uh, both in San Diego. And they've just uh, released a First Responder Society Single Barrel yeah, so uh, Whiskey. They have, they have a First Responder Whiskey Society Single Barrel, which is from Make Yours Mark, and it's all dedicated to Deputy Adam Gibson, who was uh, killed in the line of fire, and yep. unfortunately, uh, sadly, this summer. And all the proceeds are going to him and his uh, um, his Family. child. Yeah, right. Where uh, it's his wife and his uh, child are benefiting from the proceeds um it's online right now it's live it actually just came back up through uptown spirits in san diego area 
Um, so go to uptownspirits.com or DM us if you want to participate. The bottle is about $90 per bottle for the barrel yeah. pick from Maker's Mark Barrel Pick, which is it's high, but it but goes to a like wonderful yeah, cause. Like I mean, all the proceeds are going towards yeah, that family that uh, needs it. The, the club isn't, isn't taking a cent away from this. This is all about making money um, for the family of a fallen police officer um, who has a young child and a wife. So if you can generate that um any support towards that please go ahead and do so and coming back and to bring this full circle coming back to the brand ambassador side of things that's one of the great things that we get yeah. in the job like yeah. not only i'm very lucky that i got to meet you and i got to meet wilson who'd yeah, started the podcast are. yeah you are i'm super yeah. fucking lucky man but also the the fact that we get to meet people like nick and sarah who are doing these yeah. things for for you know that are going to affect and help families at a wide scale right um or a large scale bring it to the hurricane ida relief that we oh, gotta raise money unbelievable for. you know right. i haven't seen you i haven't we haven't done oh, a podcast since that charity event ladies and gentlemen if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't seen that whiskey episode I that was, was that was a that was a IG live episode. I saw an IG live episode. I was out with a friend of mine, and the poor guy, want all he wanted to do was go to bed at midnight. He's and Italian. I, yeah, Italian. Shawn Michael Di Francesco, absolutely uh, one of my Shawn Michael Di Francesco, <laughs> one of my favorite people on the planet of all time. Um, he just recorded a new album with his band, uh, Moonlight Zoo. Check them out. But he was me and uh, Sean and I were out in Glasgow that night, and we were. We'd gone for it. We'd really, really gone for it. We had a few drinks. I can attest. Yeah, yeah. And then um, when we got back, we ended up having a bunch of, mon- bunch of monkey shoulder to keep us going. <laughs> um, and I was like, dude, like whether you want to or not, we're not going to bed until this whiskey live starts. And then we got so carried away with the whiskey that the, the next time I looked at my phone, the whiskey live would be going on for like 45 minutes. <laughs> and I jumped on. I was like, hey, guys, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, dude, that was bad. So yeah. if anyone wants to see what a brand ambassador really looks like as a degenerate, you can either look up my LinkedIn profile or, of course, mm. you can find me on IG Live. <laughs> no, but that was one of the great uh, efforts, I think, oh. as brand ambassadors across the country. Amazing. Where we got to interact with Mikey and Matt, um, you know, Mikey, the Bourbon Rye Club, Matt Spector at Whiskey Spector, that we had kind of helped people out in New Orleans that were – and, and all across Louisiana. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. Buddy. What, a, what, a, right. what a bunch of heroes. Uh, it was, you know, Matt, who's a fireman. Mikey, who was displaced from um, Hurricane Ida and traveled all across the country just, you know, with family, with his partner to basically survive and, you know, avoid all the treachery of the pan- of, uh, of Hurricane Ida. But what, what the amazing part of... The silver line that came out of all of that was the response by the whiskey community across the country. Amazing. We um, raised over $5,000 in just about 10 days, two weeks. Which is insane when you when you actually think right. about it. Like right, the, right. this little podcast. Right. Like, you know, you know, at first we thought, like, hey, we'll do a whiskey. I'll, I'll do a Star Wars whiskey giveaway for a virtual tasting. And, you know, I'll, I'll teach the class with 25, 30 people. And, you know, all you have to do is donate $20 and I will send you a kit. First 25 people to respond, you get a kit, you get the class, we'll sign up, we'll taste whiskey, we'll hang out, have a good time. 500 bucks, boom. Yeah, 500 bucks. I think it was like, I think actually it was over $500 because some guys donated $40. Some yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah, you have some great people out there. 
So we do the class, and I'm like, and right before the class, uh, Jack from Sommelier and Tim from Whis- Monday Suck mm-hmm. did a whiskey live and or an IG live they do every Monday. Monday Suck, great whiskey, li- whiskey or great IG whiskey live if you want to listen to one. Um, every Monday, I think at 7:30 p.m. East uh, Central Standard Time, they did one the Cherry Fundraiser. They raised like five thousand dollars in the night. Something crazy, something Madness. crazy like that. Yeah, like they have a great following. And so uh, some guys and I were on, and um, Matt Spector and I kind of started talking through the chat. I'm like, hey, let's do a Keenan Lake IG Live. And the response to the Instagram tasting we're doing was Star Wars, uh, the brand I present. And so we did it three nights later, and we raised $3,500 through our our link, and then our $2,000 through Mikey's link at Bourbon and Rye Club. And we did... I think around 30 bottles for a giveaway, a charity raffle, that yeah. whole event. And, you know, raised all this money and people were just donating like $100 here, $50 here, $20 there, $5 here, whatever they could. I had a guy say like, hey, I'm in college, but I, I found this link. I like to drink good whiskey. My dad taught me how to drink good whiskey. Here's $5. I'm like, dude, thank you. It's $5. Yeah, $5 from a college student is yeah. like fucking $500 yeah. from one of us. It's like two Bud Lights in a night. You know? Yeah, that's his yeah. whole Friday. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, those small things were so amazing to see and so amazing to see us grow as a community together across this country as we as everybody thinks we're so divided here. But, yeah. And I know there's people that have different... Opinions. Yeah, and... different political opinions, different, different, different outlooks in life. But one thing they can always come together is helping an American. Yeah. Helping an American who needs help. Yeah. And no, honestly, that, that I remember yeah, like. A Scottish guy. Yeah. Tell me all about it. <laughs> no, I remember like even just being on there because obviously I met so many people. It was people. the highlight actually of the night. It, oh, I mean, I don't quite remember it, mm. um, which if you watch it back, you'll understand why. I believe I can find. <laughs> I was in, I was in very good spirits. Mm. Um, and. But I remember in the morning waking up and thinking, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> but then, like, when I'd left, it was at 3400 bucks or something total between the two. Mm. And then when I logged on in the morning, it was at, like, 5600 or 5500 wow. And I was like, I cannot believe that people in this community have come out and donated so much money. Yeah. And there's so many. And, you know, the, obviously, sometimes you get these charity donations where, like, one person's donated $1,000, like, someone yeah. that's very yeah. well off. We were lucky that it wasn't just like that. We had an absolute multitude of people, like mm-hmm. like people that we've never even spoken to before, you know, college students coming out of the woodwork, $5, $10, $15, $20, whatever it was. And, you know, people got their their, their bottles of whiskey, yeah. right? And it was such a special thing. And that's, like, looking back, that'll always be one of my favorite moments as a brand ambassador, like, and even though I was, uh, like, I was, a, I was in Scotland, to feel part of that, like, to have built a community or to help build a community, mm-hmm where people are willing to do that for people that they've never met, people that ne- never will meet, yeah. it's super special. Um, yeah. And massive thanks, obviously, to yourself, Jake, but then obviously as well to people like, you know, um, uh, uh, Bourbon and Rye Club, Mike, and then obviously Matty, uh, Matty, Matty uh, you know. Yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was cool to see, like, other brands jumping on, too. Like, I, Doc Swinson's jumped on, yeah. uh, Austin, um, uh, Still Austin, they jumped on. All these brands were like, "Hey, like, what's going on? With this like this IG live is yeah. ha- happening across the country." You know, obviously, 
one person starts an IG starts an IG live because we had people coming on from various parts of the country and people take on from that. Yeah, I love this well. Like people yeah. were just coming and going. Yeah, like, and you're there was like, just and, like a third there was the fourth tell, window. Some people are like, what is this? <laughs> there was a the like, fourth window in the IG live that was just rotating people. There was one lady that won a bottle. Oh yes, yes. I, I, I was like, hey so I, I messaged everybody <laughs> that won a bottle. I'm like, hey and she's like Hey, I think I won a bottle from my son who was on a whiskey thing, like a whiskey Zoom. <laughs> you know, she had no idea. It was so sweet. It was so honest and so modest. But at the same time, you're like, like, oh, like the twenty dollars you donated, you won a like eighty dollar bottle. Of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, like you don't know what you've done. <laughs> yeah, I think she actually won one of the Jay Henrys. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it, it that's so, for you, Joe. Yeah, it was so great. I mean, people, it's it's so. It's so relaxing and so special to see how Americans will respond to each other when they have no idea. When, when you put aside differences of politics, race, or religion. And or their favorite it, whiskey. And you break it down to neighbor to neighbor. Yeah. And it's about, oh, so these guys are just hanging out, drinking whiskey, raising money for Hurricane Ida relief? I'll pay. I'll pay. Yeah. I'll give you $20 for that. I think one of the big things as well for me was, you know, of all the lives that we've done, you know, we've given, we've done free giveaways, we've done blind tastings, we've had Whiskey Wednesdays with our, mm-hmm. I, can't, uh, I think whatever we did with Whiskey City, um, Mr. Uh, Nick Brady Moss. Hey, congratulations. Also got married this weekend. Also got married. Man, it was a double whammy this weekend, baby. Got invited to the wedding. The same day, right? Same, no. Uh, Wilson married on Friday. And Nick Bra- was on Nick, Saturday. Nick Brady Moss got married. Nicholas Brady Moss got married on Saturday. Um, it feels like there's lots of weddings going on at the moment. I love it. Um, um, I'm just waiting yeah. for mine. Jamie Duffy, uh, get your cousin to call me. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, I think obviously we've done so many. Drink for free. We've done we've done all these different whiskey lives and we've done all these different whiskey tastings. Yeah. But the one where the most people showed up for mm. was this one, like yeah. the the you know the to, for Hurricane Ida, um, and that. You know, that also means something special as well that like, you know, people that maybe you usually wouldn't tune in right. were willing to and like, you know, and there was a, we were, we were hovering around, you know, massive amount of viewers for a bit. Like it was like a TV show almost, mm-hmm. you know, uh, poor souls obviously all I dropped like off Sunday when I came fights on. With, this, with uh, Chris Blander and Mikey Bourbon and Ride Club? Yeah, exactly. So By it's the like, way, I'm, I'm challenged, I'm re-challenging you, even though I won the first one. For the holiday fights last year between Star Wars and Avalauer. You want to beat me best of two out of three? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking uh Solera versus I might go I might go hard and go with the Alba. Oh, I think it's not even fair. Uh, the Abuna for- Alba. All right, there we go. Um but yeah, I mean it, it, it was just an amazing it was an amazing experience and you know, man, it was an incredible thing. Like I can't I can't believe I even forgot to say that to you last week when I saw you at Sportsman's, mm. but oh dude, that was such a special, like a special just event and it really it was really highlighted how special virtual right. events can be yeah you know everybody had a lot of fun everybody won a bunch of stuff and everybody donated a bunch of money and yeah. hopefully um you know the money helped yeah in I, some little way I'm towards sh- I'm towards sure victims of hurricane ida I, I i i hope it does it's all i can hold on to is hope um for that and i'm sure it did at the same time, it made me really think about so I was the one that had to stay on the entire time because it was through Oof. my Instagram feed, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not really sure. You know, as you kind of get an hour and a half in, you're like, what are we going to keep talking about? Oh, dude, there's but no the, problem. Yeah, <laughs> the conversation keeps going. 
Um, but maybe really think about, okay, so you can do this for with, I hate to say complete strangers because Mikey and Matt and Wilson was on there for a good, good amount of time. Brett was on there for a good amount of time. You were on there for a good amount of time with your Italian. Adriandro and... Shawn Michael. Yeah, Adriandro. Uh, De Francesco. De Francesco. You know, uh, Michael Briandano. I don't even remember what we talked about uh, when yeah, we were on. So yeah, yeah. I refuse to watch it back. Yeah, I would never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as we had all these friends on live, it made me think, why can't we do this like every month? For a good cause. Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot of effort on our parts, the back end of uh, getting the bottles filled, getting everything loaded into the boxes and shipping them out, which it it doesn't seem like a lot, but it just, it kind of always is a lot. Guys, anyone listening back (laughs) home, Jake and I have torn our hair out in this basement, this very basement, with, no joke, 70 boxes laid out (laughs) on the floor with different bottles, and, you know, we don't have the samples from someone, we don't have the swag from someone, so we're piecing it all together, like, last minute, whatever. I'm not trying to feel sorry for ourselves, but what what I'm trying to get to is that (laughs) I I really want to do these virtual lives for a good cause at the end of the day. Like, why can't we, as Kyle shines his flashlight on his phone in no my sorry eyes. like I, I was like is my flashlight on I picked it up and it, <laughs> it is sorry. yeah yeah, it is um, am I flashing someone am I flashing my penis <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but let me think like what the premiere we... penis podcast <laughs> it, it is premiere <laughs> but behind you is a book by John Krakauer about um, one of the legendary football players in my mind and you think about why can't we do amazing things for great charities all around. And in this conversation came up on the actually on the Instagram live too. Um, and it's like, Oh, let's, let's, let's do, let's do positive effects with whiskey. Cause you know, like there's negative effects of drinking. There's negative effects of whiskey, but there's also really great positive effects of, you know, making community, friends. Yeah, yeah. community, which what it should be about is about that, 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 uh, you know, the rising tide races all ships, mm-hmm. and I hope it does. But um, we kind of forget that path, and I think we've forgotten a lot over the last few months because we're all struggling just to stay alive as brands, mm-hmm. as brand ambassadors, or whatever it may be in the industry. But you know, even if it's a small thing of like, hey, can we help somebody in the local bar industry pay their rent? Yeah, like why can't we do that as brands, as brand representatives? Um, across here in Chicago and across the Midwest where we can get some of our friends in the back. So my, my whole approach now to these virtual tastings is let's do it with a good cause because it's something in the background. Some, right. Not we even were, in the background, in the foreground. We raised over $5,000 in a couple of nights yeah. for people we don't know. Now let's do it for people we do know, people we can support and rise up together. Yeah, and it's like even today, you know, we talked about um, despite despite what you think about oh, them. But, um, I forgot to say it too. Sorry to interrupt. Is Pat Tillman, his foundation, um, legendary NFL player who became a Green Beret, died in action, shot in service by his own men. Oh, yeah, it, terrible story. That was a great man. Now has a wonderful foundation for servicemen and women uh, that are trying to now rebuild their lives post uh, post war. Yeah, yeah, and um, one of the great true american heroes my point my my mind frame um if you ever can read his biography um by john john krakauer called where 
men uh i think it's where men win glory um yeah i was looking at, i was looking for it there right there it's right it's right i can see it but i can't read the interval. but yeah anyway yeah you know it's it's one of those books that puts perspective in the life where a guy left million dollars of contracts on the table yeah. playing for the Arizona Cardinals to go to be a Green Beret serve his country one of those guys that was too intelligent for the military service because he was 24 25 years old and wasn't an 18 year old brainwashed by the whole experiment of yeah. being a soldier and kind of saw through it all and he you know what all really turns out based on a lot of uh introspective investigation work is that he was killed in the line of fire by his own battalion for being too outspoken. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Where Men Win Glory, The Odyssey of Pat Tillman. Yeah, and there's a jump, uh, I think it's called Devil's Pass, Devil's Bridge, Devil's Bridge in Sedona where he used to go hiking and it's this long gap where you jump from... uh, the trail to this bridge that was literally a bridge that was um, manufactured out of nature, and he would jump it. Everything would everybody would think he's crazy because it's 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 a long jump with a short little base to land upon him. Right, you got to decelerate extremely yeah. quickly. Yeah, and the first time I went there, probably probably ten years ago or so, I was like, I have to do this jump. It was one of those things if I die, I die. Like, if you fall, you die. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Or you very much hurt yourself. And my friend thought I was crazy that I was with. Um, it was such a beautiful night when I was there at sunset. Were you you weren't drinking? No, no, no. I was going to say. Very, so, very sober. <laughs> I was gonna please no, no, tell no, me you were no. sober. <laughs> that was like a two-mile hike to the sun. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like you were drinking whiskey but or whatever. I was you were like, like, right, I'm saying the like, like, either I'm going to die at this point. Or I'm going to ask the woman to marry me at this point. Uh, I wasn't yeah. even dating anybody. <laughs> but I just thought this was, uh, this was one of those moments in life you get to capture. And I had just read his biography a couple of years earlier. Uh, and I uh, came to the conclusion that I need to jump this. I need to jump this spot. Where is it? In Sedona? Yeah, Arizona. Right. And so I jumped it and... I'm still here talking about it a number of years later. So you obviously jumped it. Yeah. Made and, it decelerate. Um, this past spring, I actually went there with my wife. Did you jump again? I didn't. Did you ask her to jump it? <laughs> I did. I showed her. Hey, what, um, Brittany, sho- why don't you? I showed uh, her what I was talking about, and she thought it was crazy. And looking back on it, yeah, it was you very, probably I was crazy. reckless and wild. I, I had nothing to lose at that point in my life. Yeah. You look back on it, you're like, oh, I have everything to lose right now. Yeah. You can't do it again. You yeah. wouldn't be able to do it again. No. Even if I physically could do it, because I'm still, like, jacked. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do it because the responsibility that's on my shoulders wouldn't let me to. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we've all been there at some stage or another. And you done, haven't. Done, well, I've never been to Sedona. Did Sidona. you kill the donkey, by the way? We killed the donkey, ladies and gentlemen. So, Which uh, started. It started on about mm-hmm. a year ago at Fountainhead. Where Bob, Aaron, and I, and Brittany, my wife, pulled out this bottle on um, election night. Uh huh. And started drinking a donkey bottled decanter from Jim Beam of the 1988 Democratic election that's in the shape of a donkey playing the drum with Beam eight year old whiskey 
on the inside. So modern day beam extra black. So we call it beam black. Um, that was aged for eight years. I believe it's around it's very 80, tasty, by the way. Eighty-eight proof. Eighty-eight percent. No. Forty-eight percent. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, 80, yeah, that eighty-six beam, proof. That beam nut, kind of like that Boston oh, beam. Proof. Yeah, it's it's forty-eight. I think it's forty-eight percent um, ABV, but tasty. We opened it up a year ago. It's been sitting in my family's liquor cabinet for. <laughs> 31 years <laughs> and we finally opened it up and uh yeah it still tastes good. good but with Calum's arrival back in the united states we thought it'd be a wonderful night to I'm pay tribute to america and kill it a little bit of a celebration um i mean those are tough tough ones as to follow. the yankees make their way back in the bottom of the top of the ninth yeah this isn't happening for the yankees ladies and gentlemen we're watching the american league wildcard boston are four runs up on them but we'll see <laughs> You know. For Boston, for um, Boston. If you if you build it, he will come. I O W A. Um, I O W A. So there's there's a couple of things. There was one thing that I wanted to talk about being a brand ambassador. To kind of um, also, we'll be back in Iowa on November thirteenth. Iowa, Minnesota. Cousin Pete, baby, we're coming for you. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to say as well about um, being a brand ambassador is that you know I think it's sexy. I don't know if it's sexy. Hopefully it is because now, you know, I need I need it to be sexy. Um but one of the things uh one of the things that I think that you oh, don't really get oh, in a lot of other oh, jobs, he's going to catch it. He caught oh, it. Um on one, the of, one of the one of things power. that you do, one of the things that you don't really get in other jobs is that when you go into the office every day, hmm. when you go into your job every day, you see the same people uh, you know, you, you have very similar conversations and you build these really good relationships with these people. However, as a BA... Mundane relationships. One of the best things about being a BA is that we get to meet new people all the time. Mm. Absolutely all the time. And that's definitely something that I was thankful for like when we were doing the Hurricane Ida fundraiser. You know, we'd met, we've met so many amazing people doing this podcast um, and just being BAs. Uh, you know, I was in Denver this weekend uh, for Whiskey X. Were you? We were in a massive aircraft. <laughs> yes, I was. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, darling. Uh, we were in this massive aircraft hangar, uh, Wings Over the Rockies, Air and Space Museum. We were in front of an F-14, which is the Tomcat, which is the plane that's used or, or was very, very made famous in... Um, in the Yankee season. It is over in in Top Gun. Um, you can oh, be my wingman really? anytime. Yeah, I'll be your goose. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, you're just still call, dangerous. Just call me but Hollywood. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Was, um, so was, which, was 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 Maverick the best? I mean, he was the best. Well, he was the second best. I saw Val Kilmer at a bar about twelve years ago in Santa Fe. What was he drinking? Real fat. High life. Everything. <laughs> The souls of Tom Cruise and he was wearing, other men, he Meg was wearing, Ryan. He was wearing seersucker and the soul of Goose. It's one of, It was my favorite film growing up as a boy. I wanted to be a pilot because of that. Genuinely, no bullshit here. Genuinely, I did an. I did the. I did. I did. I went up to the RAF. Like, there's, there's one problem. What? You're not American. Yeah, very true. But I wanted to be in the. Um, I wanted to be in the Royal Air Force. I wanted to be a pilot. But I'm a loser. So now I'm selling whiskey. So much sweat in that movie. There's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of half-naked volleyball as well. 
I can't remember which. It's very Taran- homoerotic. Well, Tarantino wrote a homoerotic persuasion about. That. Yes. Yeah. I've heard this. I've heard yeah, this about yeah. how Top Gun's actually a yeah. reflection on gay. Gay men in society, gay men in, society in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Um, I mean, I was a gay man in the it's 80s. Probably, it's probably why we relate to it so much. When were you born? What year were you born? 86. 1986, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. Damn, you're a lot older than me. Queer since 88. <laughs> Continue the religion. Um, but no, I was I, losing my religion at 89. Mr. REM over here. Mm. Um, but one of that's genuinely one of the things that I've loved about this job is that I think know, I had my first erection during watching Top Gun. <laughs> I think I think this podcast has gone off the rails. <laughs> I was going to say being a brand ambassador is brilliant because you get to meet new people all the time. I'm very thankful for all the new friends that I've met. But let's Achieve talk about erections. Jake's erection. <laughs> um, what was the... You were thankful for meeting new people like yes. tonight um, without achieving an erection. Thank God. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get an erection tonight, which is quite impressive. I like to call it achieving an erection because you have to earn it. Yeah, especially nowadays. <laughs> now that we're always on bevies. This is this podcast has gone off the rails. <laughs> I wish we had a blooper reel or something because this one would be very near the top. <laughs> what are you talking about? We have a blooper reel? Do you keep mm-hmm. the blooper reel? You must have like you must have original recordings of these. Do you delete them? Delete what? Do you delete the recordings of the podcasts? Why would I ever delete anything we say? It's right. all natural. So when when like in when I get married or something, are you just gonna bring out like a ten minute clip of stuff that was never aired, that was never put onto the Spotify recordings that you'd cut because it was me just talking shit? I think it's time to reveal that I've recorded the last two years of your life. <laughs> I knew I was in the Truman show. Hmm. And if you can't, good afternoon, good evening, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Don't ever find that wall. All right, I think we call it there. So, <laughs> one of those things that you were so happy to be a brand ambassador about. Yeah, meeting new people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things about being a BA is the opportunity to meet new people all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even we met Kelsey tonight yeah. right, in the first account. And just a great... Kelsey could be like our cat on the west side of town. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And just a great story and lovely, lovely women. Great tattoos, by the way. Had yeah. really cool tattoos. And from the moment we walked in, she was just super nice to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously she could tell that we were industry guys after a little bit of time and obviously eavesdropping in our conversation. God, we're so hot right now. Nah, we're so fucking hot right now. And... Um, you know, even even in Longman, um, when we, or sorry, the third account, uh, yeah, no. that 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 young woman was speaking. She to was us great, and she was just having a great time. She yeah. was talking about the steagle, and and then she she went and found out what was going on with the salmon because, like, obviously yeah. the salmon tasted so good, and you were like, was it cornbread or something yeah. on the bottom? Uh, and just you know, huge efforts, and that is something that like in your we typical didn't get typical that effort job from the other two guys though. No, we didn't, and that's something in um in being a BA that I think that is just like one of the greatest things is that you do get those opportunities to meet new people all the time. Mm. And that's going to, you know, as far as your day-to-day life goes, that is going to 
invigorate you right like those little interactions is what's going to invigorate you those are the things that are going to make you feel better for the next day um and you know even if even if you go to five bars and you meet five grumpy bartenders but the sixth one or one in the middle even mm-hmm. number bar number three out of six the bartenders are excited and she takes the samples or or they take the samples from you and they say do you know what actually give me a call tomorrow you know, Jake's just pulling them out of his socks and, you know, he, somehow he just, it seems like he's almost magicking them up out of thin air. Um, there's just bottles of sample bottles of operating out of thin air. But then she says, you know, like, well, I think it's important. Do you know what? Come back, come back tomorrow. Like, we can talk about this. And you're like, Jesus, like, this was all worth it, you know? Yeah. No, and that's what happened tonight. And I think it's important in any industry where to take those small little wins. Oh, yeah. Like, where, the little things are what count. Right. But where you went and saw five accounts tonight. Like, from a personal standpoint, it's different company to company, but from my standpoint, it was like, all right, I saw two. I saw an account where they have our whiskey, which, you know, it's just going and buying, saying hi, having a drink, making conversation, making everybody feel happy. But, you no, know, there's that new account at the very beginning of the night where you give a sample away, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to taste this. And you can genuinely feel it. Because you, you know when somebody's going to taste a sample, and they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it versus like, I'm going to drink this right now and come back on this day at this time. Let's talk. That yeah. way, you know, you have an actual in. Yeah. And I go to an account that already has your brand and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I just say hi. Goodbye. Like, good time. Thanks a lot. And then you spoke upon we're an account that we're both not in and you're just trying to have a conversation. It's going well with somebody. Not that, forcing it. Not forcing it. And I think it's a very important thing. Don't be too straightforward. Wait wait, wait for that moment to come upon you. Um, read the room, yeah. And, and read the room, and when it happens, remember that. Hold on to that cause. Hold on to that positive effect because you don't want to hold on to the negative effect because the negative happens just as much as the positive, if not more. Yeah. But don't let it hinder you from that next day of work, whatever it is in your way of life. Um, if you're a uh, lawyer, if you're a salesperson, if you're a guy begging groceries that was had a just a jerk asshole bitch, be some be something to you while you're begging their groceries, saying like my eggs aren't on the top enough. You know, it's like okay, whatever. But come back the next day and do with a lot of tact, do with a lot of demeanor, and make sure you're the best fucking bag person in the world. Well, the the big one that always resonates with me that reminds me a lot of being either in sales or a BA or whatever. Is um in the NBA they say the best shooters have the shortest memory. Mm. Like every time they shoot the ball, if it doesn't go in, Dennis Rodman, <laughs> worst shooter. But like a guy like Clay Thompson or a guy like Luka Doncic or even LeBron James or Kevin Durant or whoever it might be, Steph Curry. Yeah, the, these guys, these guys, they they shoot the basketball, and if it doesn't go in. They forget about it. They're an all-star every night in their head. But like they, they every time they shoot the basketball, they think they're going to win, right? And it's mm. the same thing with whiskey, or it's the same thing with anything in sales. <laughs> whenever you, whenever you, whenever you turn up to these accounts, and that's the great thing about our whiskey. Genuinely, one of the great things right. about our whiskeys is that put them in front of you. We we literally have so much confidence that when someone tastes Aberlour sixteen, or when someone tastes the twofold, or when someone tastes the Aberlour Abuna Alba. I know for a fact that I put that in front of anyone, they are going to be like, damn, that's good shit. Yeah. That's good shit. The best compliment I ever had was a Tennessee distributor who had never had our whiskey. That was me and me and our other salesperson on on a sales call uh, at a really nice 
restaurant and bar in Tennessee, in Nashville, was like, shit. Dude, why are you here? Let the whiskey see, see for itself. Like, he's, yeah, like, it, which is a huge compliment. And and that's that's the thing. Like, you don't when you have a whiskey like ours. Like, you know, obviously you've got David Talley in the background. Like, mm, so hot right now. Have, <laughs> so high right now. Who just had his first shot of Malort last week in fact, and yeah. uh, not Fountainhead. Sorry, in in Tarty Tarty Tart? Flats. Tarty Fountainhead doesn't exist anymore. No, Fountainhead doesn't exist. Uh, it's the opposite of Fountainhead. <laughs> something tall something but <laughs> <laughs> and so like um you know you've got david tally and i've got i've got graham crookshank right so yeah and sandy has lot so you know just guys that are at the, at the top of the game is it funny that your master stiller has been on the podcast two or three times and mine has keeps it? denying me <laughs> mine's is actually gonna uh, graham for anyone that's interested graham's actually gonna be in new york if anyone listens Ooh. in new york uh, he's not going to be in New York, sorry. There's going to be a virtual Wait, visit what? to New York uh, on like the Michael 14th. Jackson? Like Tupac? <laughs> For, yeah, we've cloned Graham. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Graham's going to be in, uh, virtually in New York on the 14th of uh, uh, October. In fact, we're going to be in New York on the 13th, 14th, and 15th of October. Put, take the mic out of your mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If anyone listens to this, no. I don't know if anyone listens to the podcast in New York. No, not 13th. I'm going to be there on the 13th. That's all that matters. Well, um, thanks for listening to the Keenly Podcast, the Premier Whiskey Podcast. Now with the mention of whiskey in its title, we have a, our very first sponsor coming our way very soon from all the way across the pond in England. Well, we'll we won't say their name until they actually give us official word to wear their jerseys on the podcast. <laughs> but soon enough, we will be wearing their brand, wearing their emblem, and sporting the part of the world they come from in the sport that they represent. Until then... This is Callum, this is Jake, this is not Wilson, this is not Matt Brown, this is not Tony Blum. This is the Keenly Podcast. Thank you guys. With a little of Don Keenly. Thank you guys, ciao.